Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Overdramatic, the podcast where we discuss fame, celebrity, and theater throughout history and pop culture. If you're listening to this, thank you for coming back. I know it's been a while since the first episode, but I've gotten myself together to drop episodes more frequently. Also, if you're listening to this, it's my birthday! Ah, thunderous applause, thunderous applause. Thank you, thank you. So, what better time to discuss how celebrating the occasion of one's birth has become less of a quaint celebration amongst family and friends and into a full-blown spectacle built for public consumption? So, let's start from the top. Birthdays, as we know them, were originally celebrated by the ancient Egyptians, but not for the actual day of one's birth or even for everyone during that time. The birthday was originally celebrated for the coronation of pharaohs, marking their ascent into godhood. So the birth was for their birth into divinity, not the one in the mortal plane. The ancient Greeks had a similar notion with the goddess Artemis, placing candles on crescent-shaped moon cakes and then lighting the candles to let them burn due to the belief that smoke carried messages. And then making a wish on one of those candles carried that message up to the heavens. Sounds familiar, huh? The German people in the Middle Ages had a festival called Kinderfest. God, I hope I pronounced that correctly. It was held especially for young children during that time, and it is believed that a child in the 13th century on their Kinderfest had more acclaim, recognition, and even social power than the average child of today. A Kinderfest began at dawn. The child was awakened by the arrival of a cake topped with lit candles. The candles were changed and kept lit throughout the day until the family meal at night. When the cake was eaten, the number of candles totaled the child's age plus an additional candle representing the light of life. One custom of making a wish and blowing it out stems from the Kinderfest. Birthday candles were to be extinguished in a single breath, and the wish, if it were to come true, had to remain a secret. Also, the child received gifts, got to select what the family ate that night, and you just received the usual accoutrement of a child's birthday. You can tell that a lot of current birthday traditions come from ancient and pagan roots. The idea of the solar return is an astrological term, and it basically means the sun is in the same sign and degree that it was on the day of your birth, which is just a fancy new spiritual way of saying happy birthday, honestly. As time went on, celebrations such as bar mitzvahs and quinceañeras became staples of celebration in their respective cultures. Birthdays, especially for young people who could not attend nightclubs or even parties unsupervised, became a matter of social importance and often major life events. One major party had an accompanying hit TV show series called My Super Sweet 16. My Super Sweet 16 debuted on MTV on January 18, 2005. The show followed one, often bratish and entitled, wealthy teenager on their journey to create the most elaborate spectacle to the envy of all their fellow teenagers across the country. My personal favorite is season two, episode one, with Sophie. Now, if you're a child of the early aughts like myself, you may remember Sophie. Sophie, who had a very spectacular Moulin Rouge-themed party, with an accompanying chauffeured Rolls Royce to deliver the invitations on red feathered hand fans. You may also remember that Maggie had the absolute nerve to steal an invitation to the party that Sophie did not give her. 
You may also remember such names as Regina Carter, daughter of Little Wayne, and Tiana, the body, Taylor, were also featured on My Super Sweet 16 for their Super Sweet 16. You know, celebrity birthdays have always been a point of fascination for myself and people around the world, especially now because my birthday is right around the corner. But birthdays for the average person allows us to live like a celebrity. For 24 hours, the world revolves around us. People sing to us. They give us gifts. They adulate us with all the attention we could need. And that just feels good. For one day, we get to feel famous. Which leads me to the birthday that inspired this episode to begin with. The celebrity birthday that set the tone for all celebrity birthdays and honestly all birthdays that followed. I'm referring to the spectacular 21st birthday of Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, born February 17th, 1981, is an American personality, businesswoman, socialite, model, DJ, and all-around it girl of the early 2000s. The 21st birthday for the average person is a major signifier in their life. It signifies the true beginning of their independent adult life outside of their family where they can truly begin to make a name for themselves outside of the one that's already been given to them. And I can only imagine how strongly Paris resonated with that. Being the great-granddaughter of Conrad Hilton, Paris was born into a society where she didn't get to make mistakes like the average child or teenager did. Because if she did, it either became a headline on the cover of a magazine or it made her the eye of elite social circles. Now, there are a lot of things to discuss about Paris Hilton's 21st birthday party or parties, but more on that in just a sec. I want to focus on some of the more culture shifting aspects of her 21st birthday celebration, beginning with the dress. And you know exactly which one I'm talking about. The glittery chainmail Julian McDonald dress. This is one of the most enduring going out dresses in the last century. And it's called a dress by the most technical of terms. I mean, just one strong gust of wind and you're going to be spending your birthday in lockup due to public indecency. We're calling it a dress on threads so thin that it's thicker than the actual dress itself. But nonetheless, this dress has been replicated by every pop fast fashion brand in America. Most publications and brands themselves simply refer to it as the dress. Paris's birthday wasn't just a singular day event. It was a six-city world tour with stops at the Bellagio, Studio 54 Upper Room, Tokyo, Japan, and of course, Paris, France. Because of course Paris Hilton is going to go to Paris, France. Come on, it's right there. What she did was incredibly unique. What she did was allow the average Joe to come into her party and experience life the way she experienced life. If only for a day, the average Joe could dance to Britney Spears and take shots with Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner. And I know that sounds fleeting and superficial and vapid. But is that not valid? Are working class people not allowed a moment of fleeting superficiality and vapidness? Are we not allowed a moment of just joy for joy's sake? What Paris did, to the best of her ability at the time, was close the gap between the wealthy and the poor. Not economically, because Paris Hilton just doesn't have that kind of power. 
but socially, she does. She was the it girl of a generation, the it girl of the moment. Easily one of the most popular recognizable names in socialite circles and tabloids across the world. She had the power to allow other people to live like her, if only for a night. And in the words of the icon herself, that's hot. And it's for that very reason that Paris Hilton's 21st birthday celebration is one of the most celebrated events in modern pop culture history. You know, in the social media age, most parties are viewed on that very platform. We get the pictures that day or maybe the next day, but they're still closed door private events for reasons we perfectly understand. But still, that's what made Paris's party so special. We got to be in the room. We didn't get to see the pictures the next day or the next week. We got to take the pictures. Sidebar, rumor has it, Paris Hilton invented the selfie because it was, quote, the autograph of the 21st century. Paris wanted us in the room because she wanted us to feel like her. And if you know Paris' story, you know that there were days she wanted to be like us. Maybe not the poor part, but you know what I mean. Paris's birthday was a spectacle of her dismissing everything she learned as a child. Everything she learned about the social graces and social norms of the type of people in her social class. What she did was allow herself to be common, but extravagantly. And allow common people to experience extravagantness. In the very pseudo-socialist way, what Paris did was praxis. Like, come with, that was praxis, dog. I don't know what you want me to say. That's praxis. Now, I've got to cut this short because, like I said, I got my own bit of celebrating to do. But wherever your birthday lands this year, I hope it's just as luxurious, extravagant, and just as goddamn fun as Paris Hilton's 21st birthday party was. And remember, it's your birthday, so it's perfectly fine to be a bit overdramatic. Till next time.